0: Better than me, you better than me. You better than me. What's up, everyone? Welcome to season two of the You Better Than Me podcast. We are back at it again. I got my girl Fallon here with me, and we are extremely excited to be here with the people. I hope everyone's been doing okay. Fallon, you've been good. Life has been life, and I say that, but you know, we life here. has been life we are here we are here so I know our last episode we were just so hyped that we were able to finish out a season and we are even more excited that we're able to start a new season with everyone we got some really good topics coming along this season and we're just happy that you're able to join us and you're still rocking with us we hope everyone had a good little break while we were away
1: Fallon I know you didn't had something exciting going on It's been a lot going on. Like This has been a season of change, as they say. And not only has different chapters been opening and closing, but it's like your girl is about to be a whole wife within this beep, beep, beep. (laughs) Come on, I was married now. I'm about to be married now. That's exciting. It is exciting. It's it's exciting. It's scary. It's like fun. It's just like so many different feelings, so much just all at one time that it's like, damn, this is like real life. When you reflect on like all the things that we've talked about and just like life's ups and downs and like how season one we talked about all the different growing pains, it's just really like it's just crazy. Like this is us. We are in the moment. Like all the things we talked about, all the things that we had to grow through and go through and go to and all that good jazz. Like we over here living
0: some dreams. That's what's up. So speaking about your wedding process, is there any one thing that you are more excited about than anything else?
1: I feel like I'm just excited for it to be over and like get the them <laughs> in the mouth and like be like, all right, give me give me my tacos, and like, leave. <laughs> like, that's what I'm most excited about. I'm just on some last name me. Like, okay, the process is a lot. I feel like we're gonna have to have a whole episode just talking about the process. Like, it's a lot. Like, just the big change of it. Like, going through all the emotions and just the different emotions that go through it. Dealing with how people are dealing and just like the change, like. The girl been having hype herself up a lot. Like it's It's been a lot that I've had to kind of figure out ways to just pump myself up. And my fiance has been really good about speaking life to me during this time and all of that. But wedding planning is hard. Girl, I'm sure it is. And I
0: mean, it's cool to be your number one hype man for yourself. And then it's also cool to have a cheerleader in the background saying, hey, you can do it. And just to know that, you know, you're working towards a, a common goal. So I think that's dope.
1: Yes, and you've been doing your
0: thing too, girl. I mean, I've been trying to do a little sum. so I always tell people I really don't get excited. But guys, I started a new job. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited. I will say during this entire process, I've had to hype myself up several times while working at my old job, like, you know, this is only temporary. When is your time? You really going to rock out and y'all, my time came. And so I, like I said, I don't really get excited, but I'm very, um, happy to welcome something brand new because I had been working at my previous company for quite a bit. I honestly don't believe in working at jobs for longer than two years. And it had been over two years and I was getting pretty anxious. So I'm very, I'll use the word excited. I'm very excited to be starting something different. So you're so
1: excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yes. But I feel like everybody's been kind of having like ups and downs and seasons of change lately. Like, it's not just us. I feel like the listeners, too, just conversations with my girlfriends and like Like everybody has kind of been having like a big period of change. And if it's not Mercury being up in microwave and all of that, retrograding and all of these great things, just kind of throwing a hiccup in everybody's everyday plans. Like people been going through it. And no, they have. True, we. I feel like it's been a continuous two years of kind of going through it. And honestly, if we didn't have each other or like something going on, like, I don't know how people would have made it. Like, I feel bad if people didn't have that that background voice, even if it's in your own head, like something to keep you going. Because stuff has been, it's been wild.
0: I feel like the one thing that brings, and not just one, there are plenty of things that bring people together, but one of the main things that that brings people together is music. And music has been like an official hype man, especially during the pandemic, like when they were doing those live concerts. That just helped you kind of get past everything that was going on because everybody knows like Once the pandemic hit, it was rough. It was like just death after death, like different things going on. But the music really brought people together. And so for me, when I'm having a bad day, the first thing I try to do is turn on some music that would just get my mind right, get me in a better attitude. I know that like... (laughs) This might sound crazy, but I'm still single. But when I need to hype myself up when it's dealing with some with a guy, I have to listen to a little bit of shade. Like it it just puts me in like a calm mood and I just don't it's go crazy. Big. I know that's it your,
1: does fresh on me music.
0: It's zen, it's zen. And I don't know, for whatever reason, it just makes me feel like it's gonna be better. It's like, it's like your auntie like singing you a song, like, girl, it's gonna be okay. But then After that, I can turn on the Beyoncé and the Homecoming album is one of my favorite albums because it has so much of Beyoncé's music on it. It's also an album I can just listen to from the start to the end. It's a driving album and it's just one of those things that really, really gets me hyped up. So music does it for me.
1: I think music is one of those things that I turn to also. Um, I mean your girl Beyonce, you know, she it has always kind of been one for like the anthems, even with the yes. distant house days, just just things to kind of hype you up and get you feeling like yourself or feeling like a better version of yourself, giving you the Sasha Fierce, That's giving sure. you the, the alter ego
0: feelings. That's for sure.
1: Um, so yeah, I do agree. And music during the pandemic has been kind of keeping us steadfast even with the little verses and all of that, like, I know it's kind of getting played out now, but music is still kind of like everybody's background and -hmm. backbone. It's like the soundtrack of what we've been having going on. And just all these things are always going to have some little bit of music attached to it. I agree.
0: Um, Another way I hype myself up is the journal that I currently excuse me, not the journal, but the calendar that I currently use at the start of each month, it asks you to write down a few affirmations. So, when I'm feeling however I'm feeling, I'll go back and I'll read those affirmations that I wrote for the month and just like continue to say those until I actually start to feel it. I know it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but it does really start um, helping me out. And I feel like that leads into how you talk to yourself. So I'm making sure that I'm affirming myself and I'm having more positive self-talk.
1: I find that we have a lot of like real Life conversations and like keeping it 100 and keeping it gangster. Self talk and like trying to really be cognizant of how I talk to myself has been like a struggle. It's always been a struggle. Um, it's probably been something that I struggle with more so in my 20s and early 30s. But I feel like just how you talk to yourself and like the things that you think or tell yourself are really play a big part in it. And I've I been hard on myself. I. I'm sure people can maybe agree or feel like they've been there where you've been like, dang, today's trash. I feel trash today. Or like, I ain't winning. Like, the self-talk is important. How do you change your own personal narrative? Um, Changing my personal
0: narrative. That is a, that's kind of like a deep um, question, I would say. Get I deep, think Kristen, get, get deep, <laughs> I think sometimes because when you're in a space where you have a lot of negative self-talk, it could be involving a relationship or jobs or whatever. Um, sometimes you have to lean on your friends to like remind you who you are. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes somebody gotta remind you who the F you are. So <laughs> uh for me on my birthday, one thing that I had my friends do, I had them go around the table and just positive affirmations to me. And I recorded each of them because I'm like, there are going to be days when I'm going to feel down or I may beat myself up or I may not have the best uh, self-talk to myself. I'm going to lean on those videos and remind myself of who I am. Um, There's also like one friend in particular when I'm having a bad day, she'll always remind me, girl, you did this, you did this, you did this. And it's just like, we don't celebrate the small things all the time like we should. And so for me, just having somebody to lean on that is what helps me change that entire narrative of myself again the affirmations are a big part but sometimes when you hear people tell you things about yourself you can really start feeling like man you write it and sometimes people will say things to you that you have never even thought about yourself yeah. like in a positive manner you like you really think that way of me like i remember one of my cousins calling me she's probably listening calling me selfish and she did it a lot and i'm like you know You can say I'm selfish, but I'm pretty particular. And I remember telling a friend about this particular cousin calling me selfish. And my friend was like, That's so weird because I do not see that in you. She was like, Every time I'm around you, I'm at your house, you're extremely like, You're giving me something. You're asking me if I need something. And that positive self talk from my friend was like, You know, somebody can see you one way, but that doesn't mean that that's all of you. You know what I mean? So just having that allowed me to kind of change some things in my mind because you hear somebody call you selfish and you're thinking, oh my gosh, am I selfish? But then you realize with other people that may not even be the way that it is. It's like, oh, I'm not selfish, you know? So, Shit, is being it, selfish man. Well, I mean see, that's you know, another thing. That's a good topic.
1: Like, it's not. Pers- perser- preservation. That's like self-preservation. Sometimes you got to be selfish with your time. You got to be selfish with your energy. Shit, some people think that having boundaries can be selfish. yo, like, no, you are so yeah. right.
0: And I think that sometimes as we get older, um, like me just navigating the dating world, sometimes you have to choose yourself. Like when you see things aren't working out, you got to choose yourself and then lean on that positive self-talk to just be like, okay, you know, this is what it is. But I'm not necessarily being selfish. I'm just making a choice to choose me.
1: I feel like I saw a tweet or something that was basically saying, like, I forgive myself for all the times that I told myself I wasn't good enough. Just mm-hmm. because somebody else wasn't able to see it to see like yeah. in me or whatever, and that's that's real. I feel like so many times we can like attribute what could have been wrong. Like I feel right. like that narrative in your mind, you can kind of like puppet master it so much that instead of seeing like reality or like what's going on behind the scenes, that you put in all these fingers directions pointing at yourself. Um, and that's, that's why I think the the self-talk, the negative self-talk is like so just toxic. That's like one of the worst public enemy, number ones to yourself. Like you can make yourself feel terrible. It ain't always like outside factors. A lot of times it's you, you doing it to yourself. Like, yeah, I would say 90% of the time is you like,
0: I don't know if you heard of, um, the singer Yeba, is it Yeba Smith?
1: Yeah, the one so with so she the... has so
0: yeah, so that
1: song that song
0: really hits deep because for me it's not so much of like negative self-talk where I'm like, girl, you ugly, you this. But for me, like if I'm not Why are you when I don't become like a purple, get, <laughs> I mean, you know, put me in a movie <laughs> in a <the> remake. <laughs> but um, because you know they're gonna remake it. But um for me, in that song, she speaks about like, and all the times you weren't chosen.
1: I'm just like man. man that's singing. what I suffer. You with. want to use your real singing voice after I did not use my uh my oh, falsetto. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, I'm anyway, sorry, friend. <laughs> but Continue. when she
0: says it about being chosen, that is my number one uh, negative self talk. Feeling like I wasn't chosen for certain things. Like for me, even looking for a job, I had been looking for a job for a while, and it's like everybody getting jobs before me. Like I'm not chosen. In a relationship, I'm not chosen. So that has been my number one biggest negative self-talk but that song right there it just does something to me even with that like leaning on my friends again
1: like girl but just think of the stuff that you could have been chosen for that could have fucking just exploded in your face or been the girl worst, a lot ever. a lot of it like there, <laughs> All are, of it. there are plenty of opportunities that i feel like oh okay it's better to have been chosen than not but what you got chose for is a bunch of crap Like I agree. Child, it's been so many dodge bullets and protection. I'm sure (laughs) about every little job that you didn't get,
0: every interview that didn't
1: call you back, every situation and situationship that didn't work out. Like just the idea of being chosen, just because people are quote unquote chosen for something does not mean that what they have been chosen for is they 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 do they divine assignment.
0: Look at my friend with the positive
1: self-talk for
0: me. Look at me leaning on her. You right. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, it's a
1: lot of, like, outside looking in stuff when it comes to things like that. Like, why why not me? Why not me? I feel like Mm I had a period with that why not me, not realizing that my whole because... Is like right around the corner. Like, right. It's like the job situation. Like, you, I can remember you saying, Oh, I'm I'm like, I've applied, I've done this, I'm so tired of doing this, blah, 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 blah. But it's like it wasn't going to happen until it was supposed to. Like, it, it just wasn't.
0: No, you're right. And that's one of the things that I said at my job. Like, it's just my time. So you think about the positive. You know reinforcements that you giving yourself, like girl, you gonna do this. Like you also got to put the timing into it as well. Like it may not happen today, it may not happen tomorrow, but it's definitely gonna happen. You really gotta like be so positive on that it's gonna happen.
1: And keep your cup filled with other stuff until it do. Yeah, definitely. Like, even if it's not you leading the conference, okay, I got a speaking role. You better throw that on your resume and make <laughs> be something that's gonna guide you to your next. Position, or even if it's like, okay, this situation didn't work out, but I at least learned XYZ. I I know I don't like this. So now I know in my next situation, this is something I'm not going to deal with. Like, try to take those L's and and change the narrative on them. Like, reframe the way that you're looking at stuff. Reframe how the the missed opportunity or the blocked, whatever, everything that's getting blocked ain't no blessing, I don't think. Like, some of these things that's getting blocked. I think, like, God, the universe out here blocking burdens a lot of times. Girl, I think you're right. I wouldn't even... And, of course, easier said than done. Like, we are Mm -hmm. all works in progress. We are all sitting up here trying to better ourselves. But, you know, I think the first step is knowing that, hey, I got to do the work. And just the fact that we're acknowledging that, you know what, sometimes I say some real effed up stuff to myself. Like, I'm aware. The first step is awareness. I could literally be out here just thinking that, what I'm doing is right, you know. Like just the awareness and like being able to stop yourself mid sentence and and try to change it. Just stop it. Like, okay, you know what? I'm over here. I'm I'm doing this, making myself feel bad right now. Like this right. is I, I'm dwelling on my "woe is me" moment right now. Like, change the narrative. Press pause, rewind, do whatever you got to do to like change how you're thinking.
0: I feel like my um, biggest positive self talk has been, and this happened years ago. You know how people be like, oh, I'm broke. I do not so even broke. use that word. I'm like, I ain't broke. Like when people say they broke, i would be like, well, get away from me because I don't do broke. Like that is a narrative that I would change quickly. I've changed it quickly for myself, but I, I would quickly change it for somebody else. Like do not call yourself broke around me. You might not have it right
1: now, but we not broke. Like I'm definitely not broke. That's another one I can um, tap myself for because <laughs> that old spirit of, of lack. Be whispering Ugh, real girl, loud, sometimes. loud, real loud, mm-hmm. and honestly, even the times where it may have felt like you didn't have enough, it 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 rebounded. Like I yep. can't think of all the the rebounds and and just the reflection moments where it's like, well, damn, I didn't like. I'm working three jobs. What am I doing? Like mm-hmm. it rebounds. The, it always changes. The trajectory always changes. It's just a matter of giving yourself the grace to get to it. Remind me to slap myself every time I say I'm broke, though, because I do be feeling like I'll be like, oh, I ain't got no money. I'm Girl, broke. if I hear you say that, I'm definitely going to change. I haven't heard you say that in all the time that we've spoken. I never heard you say that. Child, well, I must be saying it to myself. And <laughs> You got
0: to look. Take it out your mind. One of my friends, she puts on everything and she says it, too. She's like, you know, I went to the store and I picked this up because I'm rich. And when you rich, you buy what you want. And, <laughs> you know. On paper she may not be rich, but in her mind, she is rich and she says it all the time. And I feel like a lot of times about changing this uh this negative narrative to a positive narrative narrative, we're calling those things to us. So that's why it I was like Kelly, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying I'm broke. Like, I'm rich.
1: I got this. I'm doing this, you know? I mean, well, you are kind of rich. I mean, you know, you be doing it. You gotta I'm not I'm rich, gotta... but I'm not broke. <laughs> yes, exactly. You gotta like <laughs> Speak that talk and and like live it. like you don't carry yourself like no broke beast, so you not win right. But you know what
0: I think that when we we're speaking about this, it takes us to a different um topic just a little bit because I was just having a conversation with my friend about having a lack mindset and I feel uh-huh. like in our community that's something that is kind of prevalent. Um, you know, you may grow up in a certain area, be from a certain type of family, whatever. But one thing about it is like I don't have a lack mindset and I'm like sometimes that's why we can't elevate to where we need to be because people still only see them in this one little area especially yeah. in my community we were just speaking about you know in the southeast dc area there's are so many things that is out here for people to take advantage of yeah. you know schooling people giving away money so people can better themselves but it's like are you using it and some people yeah. will just say, "I, you know, I can't because I don't do this, I don't do this." Like you got to change your mindset, and that's the first thing that happened when it comes to the jobs. Like back in the day when I was working like a little rooty poot job, I was just like, I started le- listening to my leap till, and I was like, "Dang!" The first thing about it is really believing that you can have it. Like when you start believing that you can have it, those things start coming to you. And I'm like, I changed my whole mindset. It was like, yeah. you know, I can get a job, and so this time around, I think it was just because. When you're in a bad work environment, that yeah. kind of plays with your psyche, and it just you just lose um, you lose yourself just a little bit. But I'm like, once you change your mindset, and you're like, you know what, it's happening. I can do it. They can do it. I can do it. It's gonna happen for me. You, you gotta lose that the, life
1: mindset, the mentality. You gotta have the the flex of a mediocre white man. You like approach life as if everything yeah. is your portion. Approach life as every opportunity is yours for the getting, even if you're not qualified. Like your you name, Brad. Anything. Right, just out there, do it. I be out there operating like Brad. Brad don't care if Brad, <laughs> Brad Witherspoon. <doesn't> <laughs> Witherspoon is black now. We're not gonna do Brad. No, phone <laughs> Witherspoon. Hello, like that's black. Okay. With, um, Farfin, Farfin Nugent, or something. <laughs> we'll give him a name like that. But like you know, s- certain people don't. Don't not apply just because they don't have every check on the box. Some people are still throwing their names out there. Some people are still putting their head in the ring just because they feel like they deserve it. Like that used to be me, me not, not applying because I didn't meet one of the boxes, but not no more. I mean, there are people in positions that are very not so qualified, and what are they doing? Learning on the go, they're picking up the manual the same way mm-hmm.
0: you would be doing
1: and figuring it out. So why not? Get that opportunity the same way as everybody else is out here doing it. Like, don't sell yourself short. That's the main thing. Even if it's like relationships or friendships, dealing with people on a day to day basis, like, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, I agree. You want to take a pause to pay this church's money right now? Should we do that? We're going to have to because they brought us back for another season. Okay, you got to keep that collection plate flowing. Do you have a business, brand, or even a creative idea? Power Media Network can help you design a strategy to make your brand impactful. Visit www.powermedianetwork.com today to schedule a free consultation. Power Media Network, Next Level Media. What's the situation you feel like you've sold yourself short on, but now you can reflect on it and be like, Kristen, what the hell were you thinking? You, you were there, that, that'd that be at that moment. Hmm. When did I sell myself short? I don't know. I don't know. I can think of like a lot of opportunities, probably like high school or college. I feel like a lot of times I maybe didn't want to speak out loud or I didn't want to have to put myself on the main stage because I didn't want people looking at me or hearing what I had to say. Like I Mm kind of had like a mentality that it was better to blend in and kind of like operate within like the crowd versus like doing something to stand out too much. So I can think of like things that I maybe didn't apply for or... I didn't go out for because I was a little scared or shy or whatever right. excuse I was giving myself. And then in retrospect, it's like, girl, why? Like now I feel like people get so much just clout for being different or mm-hmm. like showing their individuality. Like those are the moments that I feel like I maybe sold so myself short because I just didn't want to have to be that one standout person or be the one going against the grain. So I, I can... I can look back and say, "Mom, Nick, you shouldn't have done that. Or you should have raised your hand when you had that chance to, even if you were a little scared to do it, or even if you were just a little hesitant that everybody was going to turn around and look at you. Like those are the moments where I could like shake myself up. I
0: think mine would be a little bit similar, but like creative endeavors. Like I remember being in college and like, I'm sure everybody has done this, of course, but like when the like cutting jeans came real popular, like I could do all of that. Like there were so oh, many things jeans? like talents that I had. I remember one time I didn't have a job. It was like during summertime of college. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make me some money. I'm going to get my little pedicure bowl, and I'm going to read up on how to make sure I can give people a good pedicure. Girl, I was doing everybody's feet like you on know? my front porch. Girl, listen, like. Honestly, if my family's listening to this, I am a hustler. You know how many jobs I got. Like, I yeah. will hustle to make me some money, but th- there are things that I just didn't stick with. And maybe that's the Gemini in me, but I feel like I sold myself short because even though I was good at some things, I didn't take it further. Like, I yeah. could have learned how to sew. Like I got a sewing machine. The sewing machine stayed in my car, in my trunk, for like years and years and years. I really want to learn how to play the piano. My boyfriend at the time bought me a keyboard. The keyboard was not touched, you know, so things like mm-hmm. that are ways that I've sewed I've sold myself short. So and it's funny because I know you and I did an exercise. Um at the beginning of the year where we wrote down goals and i just yeah. looked at those goals like two days ago and i was like oh my gosh i can check this off check this off check this off and one of the goals that i had not checked off is taking piano lessons which i have looked for piano lessons but that's still on my list so i wish that i wouldn't have so my um what i wish i wouldn't have sold myself short on that um as well as like another creative aspect I can write songs, so writing music. Yeah. And I feel like I've sold myself short on that as well because um, I'm not putting myself in the position to be around other people that are doing that type of work. And I'm saying put myself in a position because typically when you're in a creative um, space, you need to be with other creatives to l- yeah. just like hype yourself up a little bit more. And it also allows you to meet other people that are doing things that you would like to do to take you to
1: the next area. So those are my ways. No, that's that's one hundred percent true. I feel like even with like writing and stuff, I flourish when I'm like doing workshops. So when mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out there to write with other people or having to share it, like just in like groups and stuff like that, like even doing stuff like that, like an open mic, I could think back to college being scared to go and like me too. Stuff. Like now, I don't necessarily have that apprehension. But mm-hmm. even then, it's still kind of like that. Well, no, let me not. Let me stay in my lane, blah, blah, blah. I, I want to be comfortable in driving outside. of Let me be on two lanes if I want to. Let me cross the median. Let me be a little right. reckless with the lanes or create my own so that I'm not like feeling like I'm having to drive the speed limit towards doing what I want to do. Right. Creating and I do feel like, like sometimes with, with us doing the holding back, it's the
0: fear of being exceptional. Yeah. You know, because it could be so life-changing if you just went for a throttle. Like we watch people on TikTok and things where people like, yeah, in 2020, I was laying in my bed and I was eating rum and noodles. And then I just went hard. In 2021, I was still laying in my bed eating rum and noodles. But in 2022, (laughs) like this is what happened. And now I'm teaching classes all over the world. It's like so many times I see myself in those people. Like, cause you guys know I used to like do TikTok not TikTok excuse me YouTube back in the day I'm like if I would have stuck that out how far would I have been today you know what I mean right
1: even with the blogging and stuff like the whole even with the blogging has changed yep. so much that's so it's true like, why did I stop doing it mm-hmm. I could have been one of these people getting paid for a post I mean we still have the time and the space and the opportunity it's just we a matter do. of that life into that creative endeavor that you are secretly dreaming and wish to put a star on. I agree. I agree. So, how do you feel like your mental health has, I guess, progressed with you taking advantage of like the the personal self talk, the narrative, the hyping yourself up? Um, how do you feel like that has played a part in it? My mental health. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I guess it does not allow me to be in a negative space for long. Yeah, you know, maybe. Um, because there are times where it's just like, I don't want to talk to nobody. I ain't, you know. But yeah. then you just have to remember some things. I mean, you and I were just on the phone last week and I was sad. And then Girl. a few minutes later, <laughs> a few minutes later, I was back to being myself. But it's just taking a moment, taking a step back and
1: just you know, life be life, and but I don't know. One thing for me, um, and people have been saying that, um, like I'm an attorney, like, I, I'm all of my clients are like people who traditionally couldn't afford to hire a private attorney. So, most times, I'm dealing with like heavy situations, like, I'm dealing yeah. with people losing a house, I'm dealing with people who aren't able to get a job because they record, like, everything is just like extreme. And I feel like the last couple of months, I've just been internalizing everything. Like just other people's problems have been taking a great, 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 great toll on just how I've been feeling, how I've been like approaching Uh, my job, just like how I've been moving. And it's been like definitely a mental health struggle. Like it's, it's, it causes people to be sad. And I think people take for granted, like, The people that are in those type of positions, like doctors, lawyers, like people really don't be dealing with us because they have a problem Um, and people want problem solved. They don't care how you're feeling. They don't care if you're sad. They don't care if somebody passed away. They don't care if you feel Mm -hmm. sick. All of these things are just demands and people have the audacity to try to talk about you if you don't do a good job. Even if the problem could be something they created themselves, something that has kind of like helped me. Has been removing myself from the situation, not removing myself where I can't effectively help them, but like realizing that my help is just going to be my help. It's not going to be something that I'm going to have to be sick about. I'm not going to have to leave court feeling terrible. I'm not going to have to get off the phone with somebody and wanting to cry and not be able to like continue my day on. Like I have to really. Think of it from a, a a place that I can be helpful and not just absorb everybody else's emotions. Um, that's been hard. And people have been telling me, like, you gotta take yourself out of it. Like, don't, don't walk in the shoes, walk next to them so you can guide them through the situation. That's ultimately what right. what I signed up for, not to take on every problem as if it's my own. So that just to self-talk with that. Like knowing that I can I can hang up the phone and know that I did my best and not let it completely destroy me if the outcome mm-hmm. isn't what I thought it would be that has helped a lot and I'm I'm team therapy too like I don't have oh, any yeah. problem for sure saying talk to somebody or talk to a a neutral third party like I really feel like that's crucial especially in this day and age where so much stuff is going on and things are so heavy like. Sometimes hyping yourself up, it worked, but you got to take that next step to get get something additional outside of it. Beyonce can only do so much, Gucci man can only do so much. Like sometimes you got to. I had that conversation with someone that I recently met asking them
0: if they had therapy, and they were like, Oh no, I talk to God. And as a Christian, I do feel like talking to God is essential, but I also feel like God places people into roles and positions so that um, he can help them. And, you know, I say this all the time, you see God in people. And so when I think about therapy and things of that nature, going to the doctor, it's like getting your annual, like getting you a tune up on your car or a tune up on your body, you know, just checking in. And so I think it is extremely important, Um, you know, that that could be a whole nother segment going to therapy yeah, really and, and how important it is. But you right, when the self-talk, the positive self-talk, the reinforcements are not working, you need to step into a different space and speak to someone else. So I'm all for that too. And since I have a new job, I can now start going to one of my friend's therapists that she highly recommends because girl, my therapist has been um well, no, I think she had a surgery. So I'm not You know, I know everybody has things to do. She had a surgery in May. And so she was like, I'll be back in September. But
1: your girl got a new job. So, yeah. I hope she's okay. That's a long time. I hope she's okay, too. Yeah. There's a a really long time. But I guess that kind of goes hand in hand. What I was saying, like, you're taking care of yourself. Like, you still got to take care of you in the midst Mm -hmm. of everything else that's going on. And I remember saying that to her. Because she was like, if you want
0: to find somebody else. And I was like, no, I'll be okay. You know?
1: Meanwhile, you get that backup (laughs) plan because it's been a while. It's FMLA. might probably then expired by now. (laughs) Still check your other resources, like checking to see what this new insurance is going to be talking about. I mean, I'm glad. Mine is very um, flexible with that. Mm
0: -hmm. And they
1: do have a lot of resources for attorneys. But I feel like people just had their pride about it. Like some people get in that mindset of like, man, I'm a big time attorney. What do I need to talk to somebody for? Like people just look at you and think that you had an answer to every problem. Um, and people really have to know that it's no stigma. It's no profile of who, what, when, or you should talk to a therapist. Like it's no yeah. candidate. That's the perfect one. Like it's mm-hmm. billionaires talking to therapists. It's people that maybe don't feel comfortable going to church and like pouring out their hearts to people in the clergy or people that know their family or go to eat chicken with their big mama. Like sometimes you can't
0: turn it. that. I agree. And one, I had an interesting conversation with a friend today. What's up, Alicia, if you're listening, but she was telling me about, you know, a child and, you know, feelings. And I feel like one thing that a therapist does is they allow you to, um, feel your feelings. You know what I mean? And I always say to people like, regardless of how you feel, that's your personal feeling. So you're allowed to feel that way. And I feel like a lot of times people don't go because they don't want to feel their feelings. They don't want to identify I'm sad because this, I'm upset because my life changed overnight. I'm this, I'm that. And I feel like as people, we just need to do a better um, job with that. I know I'm not a parent, but if I ever become a parent or, you know, whatever, I'm a villager. If I'm, if I ever have a child like in my presence, it's very important to ask them, how are you feeling? And to help them yeah. identify the feelings because there's, there's something different when you say, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm yeah. angry. You know, these they are use all the different actual feelings. words. Exactly. Like, use the, real use the words. Terms. And I think that's why when I asked this person, had they had, therapy and they said, no, it made me feel like, do you know how to address your feelings? And I feel like if you're going to start anything with anyone, you have to be sure that that person can address their feelings by name, yeah. call it out by, by name. name.
1: Yeah. That's shying away from like your words, like that right there is so important. It's like mm-hmm. you can't tiptoe around sadness. You, you can. can't tiptoe around can. like okay, I feel less than today, or, oh, I feel resentful, or, oh, I feel angry, or whatever, like, you really have to use the words.
0: And it's a thin line be, be, uh, before going into, like, um, a mental break, you know what I'm saying? So, you could be praying every night, talking to God, talking to whomever, and then the next day, something just and you're on the edge, and sometimes, yeah. that's why I said you need to have that person to be able to call out those feelings and give you ways to navigate. That's the thing, the ways mm-hmm. to navigate through those feelings. So
1: I know we talked about like two, our two things that were in our toolbox oh, yeah. in the first season. Hopefully the people didn't caught up. So they have worked on having things in their toolbox. But I feel like a lot of times that, that neutral third party that they can give you tools that you may not have even thought of, like mm-hmm. just ways to process things or ways to walk yourself through things or ways to dif- ref- reframe and like look at things differently. Um, and the stigma is so real. Like I still feel like the black community, black and brown people kind of are hesitant to talk to a therapist or even just talk about their feelings in general. Right. So much just cliche about how you got to be strong or you got to do this or you got to do that. And a lot of that leaves no room to, to really vocalize how you feeling. Um even telling your partner how you feel or telling Girl, but you
0: know what it, it stems from. I say it all the time slavery. slavery. All of this
1: is effect of
0: slavery because you couldn't tell your partner. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you had to keep things to yourself. You couldn't tell your girlfriend that was on the field with you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so you know, much that stems from the effects of like slavery. It's just ugh, it's annoying. Um, how do
1: you, like how can we even Get past that though as a people, is there a way to get past it?
0: Um, I think the way to get past it is to have these conversations. And I feel like why it would be so hard is because you and I, we might feel like, hey, we can conversate and talk about these things, but we may have our sister and our brother that's over here and they don't see no way out and they they can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's the hard part, pulling, because we all need to come into the conversation, not just us, not, you know, those of us that have been educated or somebody that's been well-traveled or well-spoken. We need to pull everybody in because it's affecting all of us. It may just be affecting someone else a little bit
1: more than others, but... Yeah. And I do kind of want to circle back to something that we had talked about earlier, just like the whole idea of like hyping yourself up or like positive self-talk and like taking a moment to just celebrate the wins. I feel like people kind of get clowned for celebrating their wins or people kind of get like talked about or shunned and all of that. Like talking about the good stuff is so important. I feel like it's so much easier for people to talk about the negative stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, you kind of bite your tongue on, oh, well, this could happen, or oh, this could happen. Like, I have found myself being like just very conservative. Like, I would love to be shouting from the rooftops, like, bitch, I got a ring. Look at this. I'm getting married, blah, blah, blah. Also, I the effects of like- slavery. Girl, of course, I it knew is. you were gonna say that. It is <laughs> because yeah, you you didn't want to be too happy because then a nigga gets sold. Like you could yeah, right? That's why you jump in a broom okay. that don't nobody see. You know? Oh gosh, no, we're not doing that. though. We ain't that's doing that. I'm but but I feel Good. like it's
0: up to us to change that narrative. And I feel yeah. like you know you should be excited, child. I be over here talking overjoyed.
1: About, oh, yeah, people, you want to see the ring? Okay, I'm a girl. Woman. This friend. your moment.
0: Do you okay. got <laughs> to savor it because this moment. You know, is here for now. You need to savor. You need to. I always say, you got love out loud, and you happy. And the people that are happy for you, will, you will navigate towards you. And the people that won't, they gonna fall off by the wayside. You already know that.
1: Well, how do you deal when people in your circle are or not in a happy season? How can you show you're happy when other people are like miserable? I think that is a hard thing
0: for me because, and please tell me if I'm using this term term incorrectly, and I feel like you may go through this in your day-to-day work. I feel like I'm an empath. So am I the empath? Right? empath, am I using it right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like, you know, even though I'm happy, if my friend is sad, I take yeah, you on that sadness. Face. Like yeah. this week has been really, really heavy. Like I've had some friends that have lost close family members. You know, mm-hmm. I lost a close family member. And so with that, I don't even really know how to navigate. Like, I just started a new job. I'm, you know, I'm a little bit excited about that. Right. I'm excited about the opportunity they could bring. But if someone has just lost somebody that they love, I don't even know how to say, I can't even change the subject, to be honest with you. Like, I'm stuck in trying to be that person for them. And then if it's just a person that's just like a hater or whatever that I still have in my life, that's just never going to be happy for anything. You know that's a problem too because now you're reluctant to share anything good with that person.
1: I know, I'm, and it I'm, becomes surface I'm, level. Yeah, I'm I'm very much so praying that I stood my last hater um last year. I, I'm hoping that you sure last year, not this I'm, year. I'm I'm hoping, like well, I that's said, it. that's an off conversation
0: topic, but okay, right? <laughs> but yeah,
1: you know what? You're, you're right, but like. I guess I could say that I hope that I'm slowly shedding those who would be deemed haters, even if they secret haters, quiet haters, or hating from the background. Right. Because I feel like even if somebody is going through something bad, you still should be able to like celebrate. Like, damn, okay, your friend just had a baby, but yeah, this went bad too. But okay, the baby's still here. Yay, whoopee, whoopee. Like, I don't feel like people should have to bite their tongue, but it's so easy to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel myself struggling. Like, if I know I have a friend who has been having relationship dif- difficulties or something like that, I find myself not wanting to talk about my relationship. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I find myself changing the subject or I find myself, like, really just trying to, like, fade to black when it comes to those type of conversations just because right. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or I don't want to seem like I'm bragging or like I'm or Insensitive, insensitive. Yeah. right. I but feel you on that. But the real if I'm one, talking to yeah. someone
0: and I may have a friend that's not talking to a guy, like I'm excited because yeah. it's new, it's a new stage, but this person might be like, well, uh nobody's to me. It's like, right. well, hey, I don't want
1: to say nothing. I can't be excited, you know, because I don't like is hurt that your making feelings. them a hater? Is that making them a hater because they can't celebrate with you? Or is that like um, I'm to gonna say no? I feel like you know people that's going to be a hater because they don't just hate on you talking to somebody. They hate on some other things too. So that's going to be no. It could be a small indicator, but That's no. what I'm trying to shed. Like the people that you know that's going to be that way, like they need to be a like lotioning of the ash. They need to be like the ash that's getting melted away with the cocoa butter. Like they need to be the ones that you're trying to get rid of. Like I agree, but then you have to re-examine what that friendship is built on. Like for me, I was just having this
0: conversation too. It's like, is this friendship being built on a trauma bond? Oh, you know God. what I'm saying? And I feel like I may have something that may have been built on a trauma bond because well, when things happen, it. when things happen, it's like, oh, that's just how that person is. But if I'm a, if I'm growing and you should be growing as well, I shouldn't you know. still be saying that's just how that person
1: is. Or the know? people that were in your life when you were down and now that something happened good, it's like, oh, changing oh you don't want to you ain't down with the team no more you ain't trying to go out like I definitely had that happen but even with that it's like dang I just I don't it's like a thin line I guess like between bragging like even the people that's posting stuff online all the time are they bragging or are they just happy are you genuinely wanting to share something like how are we reframing that like let me tell you a, a testimony or something like how how are we Going about doing it, like that that difference, that that thin line, I feel like it's something that maybe everybody haven't figured out.
0: I agree. And I feel like, you know, that's a whole little quote we could put on social media. Allow people to be happy, allow people to celebrate. And let's take it a step further. Allow black people to be happy, allow black people to celebrate, you know, because other people be celebrating, whether they got haters or not. Yeah. They be celebrating. And sometimes I feel
1: like, you know sometimes as you mentioned we do it to ourselves like do white we, people have haters do they do they think that they have haters or that are you blaming that on slavery also you know, like are we thinking that we have haters I have
0: like three white friends I don't know Did I have hater. Uh, like I don't know it acts one of the three of them
1: um <laughs> you know what's opposed for a white <laughs> listener do y'all have haters do y'all have conversations where your friends? are not happy for you when you win I think they
0: do because I think that's a people thing. I don't think it's a race thing. I think it's a people thing. But I okay, do feel so like we won't blame that one on slavery. We won't we won't blame that one. I feel like for us some of these conversations is more prevalent to us as black people because the people around us are what typically all black. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the most part.
0: Because my friendships aren't 50 50. So what I don't have I don't have 50% of friends from different ethnicities and backgrounds. Oh like
1: yeah. I guess that makes sense. I okay. I did at one point, but I think that dwindled down with the HBCU life. Yeah. But I don't remember people being like, oh my god, I have a hater. Like, did Sarah have haters? I don't know. But I, see, you probably didn't know. notice that when you
0: were so young, right? No, I mean, I it may not have even been a you had haters back in the day?
1: It was people hating. Dang. Hey, I mean, okay. Well when well, you have a lot of stuff and like socioeconomical differences yeah. causes a lot of hate. Shoot, my friend Jamaica's talking about her little girl having difficulty at school because of that. So, yeah, I do. You mm-hmm. can't have a hater at five. Like, it's possible. Wow. But I guess it depends. Like, or are the people at the school that you're going to, or are they all similarly situated like you? Or. So, basically, we got to start this positive self talk early at you five. You know kid- what I'm saying?
0: You got to. You got to a a yo, she is right. And you know what's funny about, well, not funny, but I find this to be unique because everybody saw that, you know, the little mermaid is going to be coming out or whatever. And there was this little girl, all the videos going around. And as soon as like Ariel's face showed up and she was a black girl, she was like, mom, black girl magic, black girl magic. I don't know if you saw that one, but the I mom, because I'm nosy, I be reading in the comments and the mother was just like, you know, ever since, I think she was only two. But she was like, when we read books at the end, I make her say affirmations and I make her say like, I am black girl magic. So like when she sees that, she called it to herself. Basically, you is kind, you
1: is smart, you You is is important, you is important. And I do believe that starts as a child. Like you better be telling the baby you're so cute. You're so great. Like I give my dog, even Pepper giving it positive affirmations. Good boy, good boy. Like you have to constantly affirm and remind people that they're doing a good job so they don't forget because the world will have you out there thinking something wrong with you. Oh, that's like that ghetto
0: song on social media. Be you doing a good job. Be you doing a good job. That's a hype song too. I don't know that song, but it's a curse word. You never
1: heard that? Uh Uh-uh. I never heard I that to, song. I have, I have to send it to you. Text <laughs> it to me offline. I'll put I that on my you. Hype Me Up playlist. But no, I do think it starts young. Um, girls and boys, because um, even the men need to have life spoken into them. They have to be able of to course. tell themselves that they, that, that N word or whatever you want to say to hype yourself up, like that starts young. We don't need to start doing it at 30. It's middle school. Like Mm -hmm. have your little girl leaving the house knowing that she is that girl. Don't let the world tell somebody that they not before they even get to form the opinion on their own of who they should be. Like put that in their mind early. And when I
0: think about it in like relationship form to me, if I were in a relationship, it's like. This my teammate. Like when you on the team, you hyping up the person that's coming off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So at all times, like listen, if you ain't got nobody else in your corner, I'm riding for you. Like I'm hyping you up. Mm-hmm. You got this. You got this meeting, fell, you got this going on. You could do it. So
1: yes, you are so right about that. Team team and home. if you ain't
0: hyping your your boo up and your little kids up, you better than me because I'm a hype mine up. Okay look at you
1: trying to slide in a you better than me moment. <laughs> I slid it in. it in. the first one of season two? It's the first one of season two. <laughs> you better than me if you letting the world tell your man he the bomb and you ain't telling him yourself. Right. You better than me if
0: you going on a first date with somebody and you ain't even surprising him with flowers because I did that for a man. And you now wait, I what? did. Not, not now you're on a whole other topic. Yeah. But you should also do that women. Like it was affirming because I read somewhere that it said men only get flowers when they die. And I was like, that's sad. And I mean, when they when he got the flowers, really he was did. like, nobody's ever given me flowers. It's like, because I'm that beast. So I hype myself up too in that moment.
1: Shake, <laughs> like, oh, baby. You want some flowers? Look, let me. Let oh, me don't explain. tell him.
0: Just, just bring him one day. Just bring him. <laughs> Have delivered so Deliver funny. to his job. Like,
1: these for you. <laughs> I feel like if I did that, they probably would be like, oh, boss, what's, what's up with this, boss? What you did?" they going to like, do that, but guess what? They're
0: going to be so hyped, though, and
1: he's going to still be feeling good on the inside because
0: this boo got it for him. Like, this guy is still talking about me getting him them $5 flowers. No <laughs> lie. He was like, you gonna you be the five only five girl dollars? that did it. And so, when I, listen, l- listen how I played it. had the flowers. And I was like, oh, I brought you flowers. And he was like, you brought me flowers? He was like, well, I don't have no vase. I said, I knew you wouldn't have a vase. So I brought that, too. Boom! <laughs> listen! I don't know. I ain't never did that, But well, you know. You ain't single no more, but still
1: get your boo some flowers while he living. You right. And hype him up. Get some flowers. Let's see, see how he respond. <laughs> like, Baby, look at this. I got you some daisies, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. But no, that's real talk. That's real talk, Kristen. I think that even the men need it. So all the men that are listening, if your woman ain't speaking life into you, we're telling you how to work on your positive self-talk, trade her in for a new model. No, I'm just kidding. Don't no <laughs> that's, not, that's not the direction we're taking. We're not At a all. relationship podcast. Not like At that. All. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just trying to tell you what I wouldn't do. And you know, you better than me if you're doing some of the things that I wouldn't do. But, anyways, I think that's uh what you going to hype yourself up on? Like what what are, what are we leaving the people with? You've already told them mm-hmm. that you better than them on some <laughs> things. Right now I'm hyping myself up on my
0: little fitness journey, knowing that I can do it. I'm going to start incorporating like some classes in, but I've been pushing myself on my walks with my dogs. We just hit 2.9 miles and it may not be a lot to some people, but it's a lot to me. So I'm going to continue to hype myself up on that and watch these inches just fall off.
1: Okay then, inches. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to hype myself up to be more excited about sharing my anticipation to be Mrs. Vaughn. Woo! Um, and not worried about like people feeling any type of way because the relationships or whatever they're in haven't panned out how they want them to be. So... Maybe the happy can inspire instead of people thinking I'm bragging out here.
0: Girl, tell them what I told my job. It's your time. And when it's your time and when it's your season, what's for you isn't going to pass you back. So right now it's just your season. So I really, as a friend, I really want you to live out loud and love out loud with this because this is going to be one of the most exciting times of your life. So take that from me. I'm going to hype you up on that. And if I was you, I'd be posting every week
1: we'll see about it okay. i'm still a private scorpio we don't need okay. people in our business like that but anywho thank you guys for rocking with us and welcome back to the you better than me podcast <laughs> uh we are looking forward to bringing more topic more more all the things in between to y'all the people and you know holla at us next week bye bye You better than me is a podcast on pyromedia network produced by pyromedia productions pyromedia network and pyromedia productions are subsidiaries of Media enterprises for more information please visit www.pyromedianetwork.com thank you for listening and we will see you on the next